Ladies and gentlemen, a senior tech correspondent, Mr. Mike McGee is in the house. Whoop, whoop. He is visiting us from codenow.org, Chicago's leading organization. Mike McGee, when he's not uh, helping young folks learn how to code and develop and be product managers, he's here giving us the scoop on what's happening in the world of tech. Uh, and today, I thought we'd start off on the federal level with the FCC. Uh, we've just been talking about voting and the elections until we're blue in the face. Yeah. But uh, even though we are all doing our civic duty today by heading to the polls, it doesn't mean that parts of this process aren't annoying, uh, like robocalls. No one likes them. They're awful. And the FCC agrees. What's going yeah. on? So we've been talking about the FCC throughout the past year, year and a half, because, you know, after the 2016 election, uh, the FCC, I think, is a five-member board, and it's a political uh, board. So there's Democrats and Republicans. And when Obama was in office, it was 3-2 Democrats, Republicans. So net neutrality, which is a big issue with, you know, Internet freedom and allowing fair uh, and equitable access uh, to the Internet. But once Trump won, it switched three to Republicans, and they've been kind of assaulting the net neutrality uh, protections that the Obama administration and previous ones have put in place. So it hasn't been good FCC stories, but, you know, in the spirit of Election Day and bipartisanship, we might have something that we can both agree on, hmm. and that's robocalls. Um, so I don't know about you, because I'm not snooping on anybody else's calls, but I get a ton of robocalls. Yeah, I do too. Like on the daily yeah and sometimes they're just innocuous like hey get out there and vote for so-and-so thanks Which is for listening fine there can be good yeah. ones and then you hear about stuff like in georgia and in florida where they're dropping n-bombs and they're the most racist terrible thing in the world and people are like who's who's robo mans is this i didn't ask for any of these calls yeah and then there's you know so there's political ones and obviously since we're you know we have reached election day you know, there have been tons of calls there. And like you said, there can be good robocalls. There can be just get out the vote robocalls. Are you registered? Yeah. That's fine. You know, There's after be a street closing yeah. or maybe your water. Uh, or maybe, or hey, you're, you know, your your uh, prescription medication is ready. Yeah. And, you know, we want you to pick it up. So there are good robocalls. However, there are also just very pestering ones and also just scams that try to prey on the, you know, good robocalls of the world mm -hmm. um, to try to get you like, oh, you owe money to the IRS and here's a way to get out of it. If you just give us your social security number and these important details about your life, we'll help you out. Um, and it turns out that they're not trying to help you out. They're no, trying they're to ruin it. At all. So a CNBC article mentioned that there have been 12 billion robocalls so far this year. I'm sorry, did you say 12 billion? I think, and I think that article was done in May of this year. Oh. So did a little research and there's a lot of robocalls. So I think on average, like you're getting 12 robocalls uh, like per individual uh, in the country. Oh um, and that was, I think, a couple months ago. So uh, that number has definitely increased. And I think the percentage has you know, doubled, if not tripled, over the past year. Um, so the FCC is trying uh, to uh, put tighter restrictions on companies uh, to reduce, uh, hopefully to significantly reduce, the amount of robocalls we get. Mm -hmm. um, but... Uh, there are some uh, ways that you can fix this or reduce it on your, you know, by yourself, individual action, you know. So one app I downloaded this morning is called Hiya, H-I-Y-A. It's a free app. 
think it's available for both iOS and Android. Okay. Um, but this is an app that will, once you get a call, it has these different kind of status symbols of like, oh, that's definitely a scam number or that's, you know, slightly scammy, diet scammy. Uh, <laughs> all little, these, yeah. Just a little scam. Just a little side of scam. Um, and you can download that and start to filter out numbers that are calling. Also, you can take the call and usually they have like I've been getting hit with a lot of health insurance robocalls mm. uh, and you can you know reminding use, you to sign up and all that yeah, stuff yeah cause you know enrollment period and you can you know hit the keypad and I think it's like two for the ones that have been calling me and then they will take you off the list mm -hmm. uh, there's also if you're got caught up in some pre-screened credit card offers or whatever you can you know fill out uh, you know uh, a form and mail that in or you can do a, like a phone application and get your number off in like five to ten business days so um sometimes the five to ten business days though. yeah you can just get you know another 25 robocalls um but they're also kind of tricky because they've they're starting to get a little smart and they'll use usually just like a no caller id or something you notice to block it mm -hmm. but now these scammy robocalls are using local uh phone numbers and area codes to kind of trick you to think that someone's calling from a place you know. Yeah, so, and they'll have, like, the same prefix as your own phone number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you see, like, a, you know, a 773 or a 312, and it's like, oh, okay, I don't know, I don't have a name for this number, but they're calling from Chicago, so it can't be anything too scammy, and then it's a full-on scam. So mm. they're trying to smarten up, but there are apps, and, you know, the FCC is a powerful, uh, you know, governing body, so I, we hope that they can uh, enforce some change here. But, yeah, if you just look on, like, how to stop robocalls is Google that. You'll find a number of apps or websites. And there's a national no-call list that you can sign up for and, and get on. So there's ways that you can help uh, yourself here if the government can't do this quick enough. Chicago was almost in the center of this next story. Depending on who you talk to, maybe we missed out, maybe we dodged a bullet, but Amazon is uh, making the decision on where to put its headquarters and it's gonna give two cities halvesies. Yeah. That's that's an unexpected twist. Plot twist indeed. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Chicago, you know, rising tech city, uh, you know, also depending on who you talk to or what rankings list comes out. But over the past 10 years, definitely have had tons of startups uh, with, you know, one of mine being one of those fortunate startups to be successful and help people here in the city mm -hmm. get jobs and start their own companies and make Chicago a, a global tech hub. Uh, and so Amazon was one of the potential companies to land a big HQ here. Uh, and a lot of people, especially in the tech community uh, and the business community, wanted Amazon to build their second HQ here. Um, if you've listened to Cash Tech Tuesday before, you may have heard me talk about this story. I'm not a big fan of Amazon coming here. Yeah. I like Amazon. You know, they I, I buy things from Amazon. I'm not a complete hater. Just uh, didn't didn't see all the benefits of a big company coming here. Usually there's adverse effects. Anyway, it ain't coming here, so I won. So it's great. <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, yeah, they're going to split it between two cities. Still haven't decide, decided where they're going to go, but the cities that are mentioned in this Wall Street Journal report are Dallas, big city, New York City, um, and Crystal City, Virginia, oh, which I'm going to be honest. City? Yeah, well, I have never heard of Crystal City, Virginia. Yeah, um, and you would imagine that these smaller towns uh, might be more in need of 
the spotlight that something like this you would think yeah so they're planning to split it into about 25,000 people in each city location uh, and the decision has to do with recruiting enough talent but also preempt- uh, preemptively discussing or addressing issues like housing and transit which is one of the, you know a couple of the reasons why I was concerned about it coming here is that when you bring a big tech company especially one of the largest in the world uh, to a major city um, and obviously you know there's young talent from some of the best colleges in the world here in the city of Chicago and surrounding areas mm-hmm. and so you'll attract them but what happens to those communities and the surrounding neighborhoods because when a big tech company comes in uh, rising wages which is great but that's rising rents and rising everything surrounding Ain't supporting be no that. place to park and parking and just rising costs of everything and so I you know and a lot of other uh, critics have issues with full plan to support something like this. It's like, yes, it adds jobs, but what are the other effects, the ripple effects for that? So we'll see um, if uh, Crystal City or Dallas and or New York uh, get the, you know, Amazon HQ 2.5 or 2.1, 2.2, whatever they call splitting this up into. um, And we'll see how it goes. But Chicago looks like they're going to have to find another company to try to woo to move their HQ here. Oh, well, I can't, I can't wait for that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here with Mike McGee. He's our senior tech correspondent. I'm Jill Hopkins. And we're bringing you the app of the week. Uh, I know that on election day, lots of people have uh, the climate in mind. Uh, When voting, uh, they're looking for candidates who... You know, aren't deniers of climate change. You're looking for people who may have actual concrete plans in mind to do better, but they want to do things themselves. And it's overwhelming to think of how you might even get a start. So tell us how Sliced is here to help. Yeah. Yeah. For all of those people who don't want to see Antarctica uh, slam into Lake Michigan, I would in the next really five not like years, that. I don't uh, want that. I mean, we've seen this movie already. Hollywood is trying to tell us. Jake Gyllenhaal uh, warned us. Yes. Um, but now he's all like he's post like you know bubble boy Jake Gyllenhaal he's like all buffed out he is so buff. like we probably would have listened to him more Dang then it. so whoops Sorry. anyway so if we missed that opportunity sliced.org is giving us another one so as Jill mentioned uh, if there if you care about uh, addressing climate change the best way to do it is to actually vote in uh, you know representatives and senators and governors that prioritize fixing uh, climate change uh, at whatever level they are uh, you know local state federal um, but if you can't uh, vote for someone who supports uh, climate change uh, act uh, advocacy and, and trying to reverse the effects that we've already put in place over mm-hmm. the past hundred years you can use slice.org uh, to find out ways where you can act local uh, where you can um, help reduce uh, the rising levels of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere where you can make better choices with what you eat uh, and what you buy or what you support. Uh, so basically all you do is go to slice.org. You create a profile, about seven quick questions mm-hmm. that determines where you live, uh, you know, where you work, uh, and how much effort you want to put in. So you can say, hey, I'm looking for like a full-time role in some climate change advocacy group or some other uh, you know, position to affect climate change. Or you can be like, hey, I just want to volunteer on the weekends. Can I mail something? To can I mail something in? Can I write a letter? 
Uh, and then after you finish that profile, you get matched uh, and they'll send you like an email with opportunities that fit your criteria and you get to decide, you know, what you want to contribute to. So you can select the opportunities you want or to learn more about and they'll co connect you directly uh, to one or multiple options to do it. That sounds like exactly the level of effort and activism that lots of people want to put in. So every little bit helps. It's free, too. It's so free. you got to pay. Yeah, so you can get started, slice.org, and, uh, you know, start if we have time. I think, you know, there has been multiple reports by climate change scientists saying, like, we have, like, five minutes <sighs> to try to fix yeah. this or we're not going to make it to 2100. Um, so maybe I should get on the site now and see what you can do. Try it. At least try that's going to do it for Tech Talk. Thank you, Mike McGee. 